Hello, and thanks for joining us for the Education Doctor Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Ellis. The Education Doctor Radio Show is your family source for educational excellence. Our program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies, where I'm the principal consultant, and our mantra is Access, Thrive, Graduate. You can learn more about our firm at www.compasseducationstrategies.com. Thanks to all of our listeners who are joining today. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this program. If you are listening to a podcast of this program, we also want to thank you for joining in. For future ongoing relevant education news, please join our Facebook community by searching for The Education Doctor, then clicking You can also find us on Twitter at The Education Doc. We have a great show lined up for you today. During the month of March, we focused on sports and education, and this show is our episode that was rescheduled. If you are a fan of baseball, if your son plays baseball, if you coach Little League, if you are playing baseball for your high school team, if you are part of a summer baseball league, or if you just enjoy eating peanuts and hot dogs in the bleachers, this show is for you. My guest today is Dan Mooney of the Baseball Factory and the Exclusive Program. Dan began his collegiate career as a catcher at Brevard Junior College, and then he later transferred to North Carolina State University, where he was a two-time All-Atlantic Coast Conference performer. And after college, Dan played professionally with the Boston Red Sox, where he reached the AA level before retiring. Now, one of Dan's areas of expertise is the whole college recruiting process in baseball. And then in addition to that, Dan is really a great guy because he knows that I'm a New York Yankees groupie. And so anytime the New York Yankees are within a 200-mile radius of my home, I have to travel to see them play. And my most memorable baseball experience was seeing the Yankees play the Red Sox on opening day back in April of 1994. And so I have to give a special shout-out to my friend Cleon Edwards of New York City for giving me the ticket to that game. And the other thing that's so amazing is that my son now wears the Yankee starter jersey that was purchased at that game almost 20 years ago. So thanks so much, Cleon. (laughs) Before we get started, I want to just make sure that our listeners have our contact information. I realize that my listeners tend to be somewhat shy, so they will listen but not call in. I am going to give you the number anyway, just in case, because you never know, right? So our call-in number is 714-333-3356. And I always love to say in the program at this point that our switchboard is located in sunny Southern California, but I am broadcasting live from Dayton, Ohio this week. 
Now, in addition to our call-in number, which is 714-333-3356, you may also email us at radio at compasseducationstrategies.com. So I will take a short break here, and then we will come back with Dan Mooney to discuss what you should know before you even think about playing baseball in college. So just a moment. This is the Education Doctor Radio Show brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. I am back now to talk with Dan Mooney of the Baseball Factory and the exclusive program. Dan, thank you so much for joining us on the Education Doctor Radio Show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Dr. Pamela, for having me on. This is a great opportunity for the Baseball Factory, and um be more than happy to share everything I can with you. That is great. That is great. I appreciate you taking the time um, to talk with us. There are so many kids out there that are dreaming about baseball and one day playing in the major leagues and so much um, that they can learn at this early stage as well as their parents in terms of how to really make that dream a reality. So I appreciate you joining us. So, Dan, before we get started, I, you know, want to mention to our listeners that I first found out about the baseball factory through a letter that was sent to my son inviting him to participate in a baseball event in the region. And so if you can just kind of tell us a little bit about the baseball factory and what you do and your involvement um, there with baseball and kids. Sure. Um, the Baseball Factory, we were, we were founded back in 1994, um, so we've been doing it for 16-plus uh, years now. Um, mm-hmm. Basically what we do, our, our main goal um, is to help uh, all, all the players that join us um, um, develop their skills, ultimately match them up with the, uh, with the correct college program um, that certainly fits their academic and athletic needs. Um, mm-hmm. as, as, as far as um, what, what you can do to, to get started with the Baseball Factory, uh, the, the best way um, is to attend one of our Under Armour Baseball Factory National Tryout or uh, pre, pre, premium video programs. Um, mm-hmm. we, we do it in over um, 40 different states around the country. We're in over 100 ballparks. Um, and, and the best way to learn more um, about what it is that, that we do in our, our, our tryouts and our video program uh, is to go to our website, uh, www.baseballfactory.com um, backslash tryouts. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I was thinking about this um, uh, certainly before the show, and uh, the the thing that I, I I'd like to say most about the the baseball factory, or what um, the analogy I can give you is, um, baseball factory is kind of like uh, kind of like a parent. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I have a couple little ones of my own now, um, and you, you you have kids, you nourish them, you teach them what you think is important, and uh, the, the what's wrong, what's right, and you, you give mm-hmm. them guidance along the way, and then you send them off to school, and you hope that you've you, you've made an impression and make them uh, good people for society, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what the baseball factory does. Um, mm-hmm. We've been very good at it, and uh, all the people who work here, it's just a special group. Um, I'm fortunate that I'm still able to stay in the uh, stay in the baseball world after my playing days, um, and the baseball mm-hmm. factory we, we bring kids in from uh, as Low is the Little League level now. Um, mm-hmm. We're the uh, official player development partner of Little League Baseball. 
and mm. we, we bring players in. You nourish them with the with baseball ability and training, and um, mm-hmm. we, we hold several events around the country that we hands-on train them, show them what's right and wrong. Along the way, we teach them about the uh, recruiting process, um, the ins and mm-hmm. outs, what they have to know, what the right. kind of some, some tricks are in the process, and then you send them out and to college and to be – uh, good citizens in college, so we're kind of mm-hmm. we're the parents. We're kind of the parents in their in their life um, mm-hmm. in baseball. Now, Dan, you had mentioned that you're a partner with Little League. Can you talk a little bit about Little League? Because I hear, I mean, certainly there's a a league here in my area, and I know a lot of families that are involved um, in Little League. It starts what at about age eight or so. And that seems to be a really important aspect of even playing in high school. Um, you know, Little League is the most important, to be to be completely honest with you. Um, really? I can't say enough for what they've done. Um, Steve Keener, the, the president there, um, I've met with him several times, worked with his son, and he's an exceptional uh, human being, never mind what he mm-hmm. does for Little League baseball and youth around the, the, the country. Um, mm mm-hmm. Being that it's the, their first step into playing baseball, um, you, you can't say enough also for all the volunteers, the, the, the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of, of people who volunteer for Little League Baseball and the coaches and the dads who are out there putting the time in with them. And uh, that's the age that they're very impressionable. And mm-hmm. to, to have someone out there like Little League Baseball that's done it for umpteen years, uh, what they've done is absolutely amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, it is the most important because that's when you – um, you first have them. That's when they learn the first uh, way to catch, first way to, to field a ground ball, to hit, to, to throw properly, and the, the, the things that they have in place to make sure kids aren't getting hurt, um, especially mm-hmm. with the numbers climbing of the injuries and, and all the things yeah. happening in baseball. They do an absolute phenomenal job, and we were, we were hmm. tickled to be able to, to partner with them and be their, their official player development partner and now we do uh, several events around the country for Little League players. Um, we hold mm-hmm. events actually in Williamsport, right on the fields that the kids uh, play the Little League World Series on, and we train right there at their ballpark, and we give the kids the, the, the Little League World Series experience, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it's, it's just Little League baseball, they're special, what they do. And, uh, yeah. I, and you can't ever say enough for it. Now, what if you um, start a little bit later? Um, it it doesn't seem like it's really as open if you're, let's say, in junior high school to get started into Little League. So what what do kids do if they didn't start on that path at age eight? Um, you mean if they if they start in, in say, high school, um, their freshman or sophomore year, how do they start to, to – begin the process of recruiting and go to college and play? Not necessarily the process of even recruiting, but playing baseball. Uh, because sometimes they're with the leagues that are, the little leagues that are set up, they seem to be on a graduated plan from the early ages. But let's say you're, you have a child that's 13 and takes an interest in baseball. I mean, is little league still open they do. Uh, Little League does have um, uh, a senior league, um, and every mm-hmm. year they go actually to the uh, to the national uh, coaches convention, national college coaches convention, and they they mm-hmm. educate college coaches that they still do have a league for kids that are that are older. Um, so they, mm-hmm. they they do have that, and there there's a, a lot of information actually on the Little League website that'll talk about 
um, just how far you can go with them. And they've, they, again, have done an amazing job there as, um, as far as kids, if they decide to get started at those later ages, there, there's things there in, in place for them to, um, to start to play. Hmm. Okay. Dan, I want to take a quick break here, and when we come back, want to talk a little bit more about the recruiting process. So I'm just going to take a quick 30-minute break, and then we'll come right back, okay? Okay. Okay. This is the Education Doctor Radio Show brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. I am back now with my guest, Dan Mooney. We're talking about baseball, and before the break, we were talking a little bit about the importance of Little League in baseball and really developing uh, talent for baseball prior to high school. Dan, I'd like to talk a little bit more with you about the college recruiting process. I know that's a really broad topic, as you had mentioned, but if you can just um, share with our families, you know, kind of the important steps in that process. Sure, absolutely. Um, The most important thing that I see now with with college baseball is kids are – um, starting to commit earlier and earlier. Um, really? Obviously, that's the, the the more talented players or the blue-chip type players, if you will, are the ones who are signing much earlier. Um, only about 15% of kids or 20% of kids actually sign in that early signing period, and there's two. There's one in... Uh, when you say they're uh, signing, Dan, I, I hate to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, but no. When you, signing, for, signing for playing in college? Absolutely. They're, they're national letter of intent. Um, and there isn't really? a date on that when you can sign. There's kids that have committed as sophomores. There's kids that have committed as juniors. Um, and a senior can commit as early as, as uh, November of his senior year um, is the first actual signing period where you sign the dotted line. Um, and hmm. then the next, which is the most conventional uh, uh, time to sign, is right now in April. Really? Okay. Okay. Now, um, what are the steps that lead up to that in terms of actually signing, like, you got to get noticed, right? You do. Or, um, the, the, <laughs> the, as far as what, what the baseball factory has done and what we, we've helped players do is uh, college coaches, you know, with the uh, economy affects uh, baseball and recruiting as well. So not a lot of these coaches can get out and uh, fly or even drive to see players play all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Video has become a huge part of this. Um, so mm-hmm. if a player mm-hmm. from California uh, would like to go to an Ivy on the East Coast, and he wants to send it over to Harvard. He now has the ability to send a video that's that's edited and made made by the Baseball Factory. Um, sent his link mm. with a, uh, a player report with all his uh, 60 times and velocities, and um, our report from our professional scouts that write it up uh, after our event. And they're able to send a video um, to any coach in the country that they would like to, and the coach is able to see what he can do. Now, um, it, it's become uh, uh, very, very hard for for players simply because there are so many out there that are playing and there's only so many spots in college. So yeah. the, the, the biggest piece of advice that I can give to a, a player looking to, to go to the next level in college is you've got to have a plan. Um, it's just like anything mm-hmm. else. And the sooner you start, the better you're going to be. So to think you're mm-hmm. a freshman or a sophomore and it's too early to start, it is actually not too early to start. The, the people who join our program the earliest are the ones who 
are able to to, to sign early or, and are in place um, and, and received guidance from us and what to do and what not to do. And those are the ones that typically uh, are finished with the process much earlier. So um, as far as the, the, the plan that I talk about, um, it's important that when you when you go after schools, it's not just you look for a college, uh, you say you're a pitcher, and you're, you're, you look for a school that needs a pitcher, you can get in there, you apply, and you go. It's just it's mm-hmm. not that simple. And I'm sure you talk about this every day on your show. Um, it, there's so many more things that go into it. And the, uh, the parents the parents usually are very good and they know, but the player um, just doesn't uh, grasp what it takes to find that right college. And it's not mm-hmm. just that uh, school has a need, I'm going to go there, play baseball, and go to school. Uh, there's so many different things. Um, oh, yeah. So, so what, what the advice that I give to players is we've got to make a larger list of schools. The, the, the first mm-hmm. plan of attack is we've got to figure out just how far away we want to go from home. Um, we mm-hmm. have to figure out what we're going to be studying there. Um, even if you don't know, come up with some type of idea or, or make sure that if you're interested at all in, say, business, um, but don't go to a school that if you decide you want business as a sophomore or a junior, that your school doesn't offer a good business program. So if you have any inclination whatsoever of what you'd like to be, that's important. Let's go after some schools that that have that. It's not just about baseball. Um, at the end of the day, we want the best academic school possible that we can play baseball at. And I think that's everybody's goal, or at least that should be everybody's goal. Because um, inevitably the game's going to end at some point for everybody. Um, so yeah. uh, 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 as far as that plan, we've got to come up with a wide range of schools. We've got to figure out how far away from home. We've got to figure out what type of setting we're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. uh, kids from the Midwest, they may show up on a campus that's all concrete in New York or Pennsylvania um, or, yeah. or in Philly, and they go mm-hmm. from, from trees and, and winding roads to concrete with no grass and all buildings. Um, so mm-hmm. they, they, the, the next biggest thing is, even at an early age, You've got to start visiting these schools. You've got to get out there. Really? And these, the kids travel mm-hmm. and travel and travel um, all summer long. Kids are playing over 50 games now in the summer. And if you leave your home and go to a different state, there's no reason why you shouldn't visit three or four schools while you're in that different state. If nothing else, mm-hmm. just to get mm-hmm. more information about what a school looks like, um, um, get more kind of input for your, your personal uh, computer that you can – you can find things that you like on a campus right. and ultimately um, right. have something to compare it to. You can't go to one mm-hmm. school. It's kind of like that, uh, that that first girl that likes in school. You, you can't just yeah. uh, fall in love. You've got to see a wide range. <laughs> you've, you've got to give yourself uh, uh, options. And that's the main thing that I do here is I, I, I try to give kids options. Yeah. We, we can't just go after three schools. Um, you, you, you can't. One you might not get into. One might not have a need for your position, and the other one might not be a campus that you like. So yeah. you've got to pick yeah. 30, 30, 40 <laughs> schools to go after. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, you have five schools that you visited, that you've gotten into, that want you baseball-wise. Uh-huh. Now you can sit back and make you make an educated decision. We're not settling, right. and that's the, right. that's what I see kids okay. in panic mode is settling. <laughs> so there's a couple things okay. for you. Okay, I'd say that was that was a near fool there. That was really good. <laughs> Dan, I had I received a, a question that was emailed in. Uh this is from Charles in Jersey City. He says, uh, my son plays baseball during the spring and summer for teams in New York City. He would love to one day play in college. What 
um, should I consider as far as high school options in order for him to be best prepared for playing baseball in college? His mother and I had been thinking about perhaps letting him apply to a boarding school with a strong team or staying home and going to a strong high school that has a weak baseball program. What are your thoughts on that? Um, the, the main thing for players, and this is this is at college, this is in Little League, this is anywhere, and this is why Little League is so good is because uh, every every player has to play. What you want to mm-hmm. do ultimately is find a school that you are going to play at. Nobody's going to get better and nobody's going to get looked at if they're sitting on a bench somewhere. So the biggest mm-hmm. piece of advice I can give that family is make sure that whatever school you send to him, send him to, uh, he's going to have the opportunity to play. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, if you send him to the best schools with the best teams, it might be just like college. He may sit there for two years and not play till he's a junior because all the players are there. So sometimes right. that's not always the best. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you, you might have a, a player, and, you know, I, I, I was a little bit like that, that I, was, I wanted to challenge myself. So if, uh, uh, if a young man wants to go to a school with the best players and he wants to challenge himself and to put in his time, then that's a decision for him. Um, but basically you have to evaluate where your son is, just how good he is, um, mm-hmm. and that, that's what we try and do. And that's what the Baseball Factory does every day and every weekend we hold an event is when we give you your scouting report, we're, we're scouting you based on the other talent across the country. Um, it's mm. not just in your own backyard. We're talking uh, around the entire country. Hmm. Um, so, That's good so, because, yeah, when you said uh, assess, you know, how good your son is, it's like what parent doesn't think their son is the greatest? <laughs> and absolutely. so having an objective assessment um, might work out a little bit better. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the other thing, too, is that that's why we're so successful with college coaches because you can get a letter from a parent or a player and he can mm-hmm. say he was all state and does things. Uh, he's in newspaper articles and he's doing fabulous, and that's that's great. But like yeah. you said, every, every parent's going to be perceived as their son's great. Um, so mm-hmm. that's where the, the baseball factory and dealing with college coaches uh, um, so much, they, they trust us because it's an unbiased mm-hmm. opinion and – um, one thing that we're, we're certainly known for is the the, the, the player that we um, put out there. Um, that, yeah. That's going to be who that player is. We, we, we let them know mm-hmm. where they stand. We let them know what level they'll be the most successful at, and that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want players to get lost. You have to go to a place where you're going to be successful and thrive and ultimately yeah. be happy. Yeah. Dan, you know, one thing, uh, this is the last question because we're almost coming to the end here. On your bio, you had gone to a junior college um, first before transferring to a four-year program. Is this fairly common? And then if you can just say a little bit about how that strategy for your collegiate career shaped your ability to eventually play in the major leagues. Okay. Um, it, it depends on what you want. E- e, there, isn't mm-hmm. a, uh, there isn't anything really. The only thing definite about baseball is there aren't any definites, to be honest with you. Each yeah. story, each player, each family has their own needs. Um, uh-huh. I had certain reasons why I went to a junior college, and it might not fit other kids' reasons. Um, right. I happened to be drafted out of high school, um, and I wanted to be able to, to sign each year. I didn't want to go to a four-year school and um, have to wait till my junior year until I was 21 to sign. So I wanted to go to a junior college. I wanted to go from New Jersey to warmer weather, so I went down to Florida and I played. Um, Mm -hmm. From there, 
the recruiting process kind of starts all over again, to be honest with you. It's like you're a freshman all yeah. over again. Um, mm. As far as where it fits in and, and my advice there is, um, again, it's based on each individual need. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. the kids, you, you'll need to go there because of academics. Um, mm. If your grades aren't where they need to be, you can go to a two-year school, you can get your, your AA degree, and you can move on. There's a lot of nice relationships in, in states, and when I graduated from Brevard Community College, I was able mm-hmm. to get into any school in Florida that I wanted to go to. So my, my mm-hmm. main objective was to get a, a school that wanted uh, that, that needed me on their team, and I was automatically uh, enrolled in that school. So mm-hmm. um, the, the importance of junior college Honestly, I probably would not be having this conversation with you if I did not go to junior college first, simply because of who I played for, um, the experience I received, and it was what I personally needed. Um, Hmm. If a player has uh, fantastic grades, if they're a good ball player and they have that four-year option, um, sometimes junior college is like 13th and 14th grade, and it's really not the best thing for them because they'd be taking a step back academically and mm-hmm. they're not headed in the right direction. So, no, it's not for everyone. Um, right. But when you go to a junior college, you perform well, you put up numbers, um, there are uh, a load of four-year schools that are now go- turning to the junior colleges because they have to win right now. So they go mm-hmm. get a seasoned player who's played for two years, and he can step right in and play right away. Wow. Okay. So there, there's benefits. Again, it's not for everybody, but they're – there are some very valid reasons um, to go to a junior college. Okay. Well, this wraps up our show for today with Dan Mooney of the Baseball Factory. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Dr. Pema, thank you so much. Um, yeah. I'm flattered to be on the show, and this is this was fantastic. I love what you do and, and helping kids out and helping them with the recruiting and finding that right fit. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. So we have some great shows coming up for you on the Education Doctor Radio Show. We will continue to bring you information that's both strategic and practical for educational success. The Education Doctor Radio Show is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. Please listen for how you can join our online community where you can get announcements, show updates, and great information on K-12 education and college admissions. We would love to see you there.